Oh, sirens on. Colfax takes sirens here. It's here to take me away. Ooh, boy, it's gonna be a big one. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMBA show. Ever heard of air horn? Well, wow, that was. I see my air, air horn is a little different. I was trying to emulate the vote air. That's okay. what I was trying to do. <laughs> okay, that was wind impersonating, vote impersonating an air horn. Um, wow, some layers oh to that. God. We're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up to two-man game tonight. As we go through a list of prospects, there was so much content, so much news, so many things to discuss this week, Harrison, that we haven't even, it's Thursday, we haven't even gotten to a single prospect yet. And the draft's two weeks away? No, draft's two weeks away, so how do we make up for it? Three prospects today. Three a day? Boom. Three a day. We're going to be getting into Let's a lot it. of them as we get ready for the draft. And just as a reminder, we are going to be doing our draft live show uh, two weeks from today, actually. We've done this. This will be our third live draft mm-hmm. show. Very excited for it. Always a lot of fun. ESPN, whatever. Turn it off. You guys, you guys don't want to hear Stephen A. Smith tell you about you know. Do you want to hear about how to rebuild the Lakers? Yeah, no, like, no, the you Lakers. don't want to yeah. hear about that. <laughs> exactly. Are the Knicks going to trade back? Are they going to yeah. trade up? Is we James don't care. Harden going to opt in? Like, we'll find out eventually. <laughs> What's the know? latest on Ben Simmons? Have you heard? Like, him and Kyrie are they yeah. working out together? We don't know. Uh, you don't want that. What you want is your local coverage from the people you trust most covering everything through the lens of the Denver Nuggets and what it means for the city of Denver. So that includes other teams, Minnesota, Tim Conley's first draft pick with the, the Timberwolves. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling I know who he's going to take. We might talk about him today. There's a oh. guy that stood out to me as like, that sounds like a Tim Conley okay. pick. Um, so maybe there. So obviously you're going to want to set your calendars. You're going to be wanting to join us for that. Um, I'm joined with the man with the wind in his hair. I put a t- picture of you out on Twitter today. Yeah, uh, just before we got on the show. What did you think of that? Well, I was only sitting like that because that chair is just ridiculously uncomfortable. It is pretty uncomfortable, It's the most actually. uncomfortable <laughs> chair <laughs> in true. the history of chairs. The only way you can possibly sit in it is sideways. That's true. You did. So. <laughs> you did. You look like, I think, I'm trying to picture, there's something I have in my head. If somebody could help me out, if you find the tweet, there, I have an image in my head of somebody sitting like that. And I'm trying to think, is it the Little Mermaid? God, I hope not. Is it the Little Mermaid? You have a Little Mermaid city. I swear to God, that was not the inspiration. That was not the inspiration at all. I was just trying to relax, get my head right before the show. Well, that's all I was trying to do. Somebody help me out. Find the the photo of who does he look like as he sits here. Uh, On today's show, though, as I mentioned, we're going to get into a host of prospects and i'm excited we've got i don't actually a, a prost of guys a, pro, a list of guys i don't actually know how to say their names yeah there's ochai abaji that's correct ochai abaji okay we got ej liddell ej liddell that one's the easy one and then, <laughs> that one was easy actually <laughs> and then we have jeremy sochan Zer- jeremy sohan I so think Han. is the correct pronunciation. So Han. Yeah, well, he's Polish, as we'll get into. Oh, wow. Interesting background. Yeah, we got a lot of good stuff here. Yeah. Um, we're going to just get right into it, guys. We'll talk about some other stuff as we get back to casual Friday tomorrow. But um, let's start with Ochai or Oshai. Ochai. Ochai. Oh, you just call him Abaji. Abaji. Yeah. Um, let's talk about him. What do you What do you have for me? Yeah, well, well, the reason we're talking about these three guys today is... There are three guys that I think Pull would definitely up, yeah. fit Denver's like ideal target in the draft. Three guys who can defend, um, and they all are kind of slated to go in different areas of the first round. So okay. Sohan, who we'll get to, is a projected lottery pick. Um, Abaji, who we're talking about now, very middle of the first round, and then Liddell's the most likely guy to be available when the Nuggets pick. But Abaji, six foot five guard forward from Kansas, twenty two years old. He's a senior. I, like I said, projected mid-first round pick. He's a shooter, man. Yeah. Um, 
Tons of shooting upside with him. I mean, the way he runs around the three-point line looks like Buddy Heald out there. Yeah. Um, specifically in the cash and shoot. Just he actually, you know what? His shot does look I, – I was trying to think of who it was like. Yeah. You're right. There's a Buddy Hieldness to it where Buddy kind of like almost crosses his body a little bit, and mm-hmm. they, he kind of has that too. I'm glad you, you solved yeah. that one. But the difference between him and Buddy Heald is uh, Abaji is a really good defender. Uh, really good on ball. He's smart. He's got quick feet on the perimeter. Six foot ten wingspan, and he uh, is six foot five. So pretty good size for you know a two and three. Mm-hmm. He attempted to go back to his sh- his shooting seven point four threes per forty minutes last season. That was actually down from the eight point four per forty he attempted as a junior. But he loves to shoot the three. He's got a really confident shot, and, and he can knock it down too. And then other stuff on him. Like I said, he's really experienced. He's a senior. He started a ton of games, started 116 games for Kansas over the last four years, just won Big 12 Player of the Year, was a consensus All-American, just won the Natty. So I think he's looked at as one of the safer choices in the first round. It almost reminds me of Butler and Mitchell out of Baylor last year, like guys that some of the knocks on them were a, or especially with Butler, like age. But then you look at it and you're like, the smart player knows exactly what to do, yeah. multifaceted, and then also the winning piece, which I think can be overstated, but it is important to me. Like, hey, you win something, you kind of know what it takes to kind of go deep. Especially if you're the Nuggets, and we know in a perfect world they might want this guy to be able to play rotation minutes if they need right, him to right. next season. Abaji, he's played in a ton of big games, just won the national championship last season, has started for most of four years, he's not going to get phased by the bright lights of the NBA. Like He's going to be ready for that moment. So, like I was just saying, he's one of the safer choices, I think, in the first round. Does he, is he Plug and play, I think. Duarte, kind of his like year-over-year yeah. comp almost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe the Duarte of this draft a little bit, even right. though Duarte was even older, right? I think so. I don't know. I mean, he's 22 is uh, old, though. Uh, yeah, Baji's 22. Uh, so, he, he is definitely on the older side. But, I mean... I would be very surprised if Nuggets took a project in the draft, right. unless it was a guy that fell to them and that they just fell in love with, you know? Where's he mocked at? He's smack dab middle of the first round. Like so right, he, right after the lottery. 15? So like 15 to 20 probably is his so range. He's, so right before where the Nuggets are picking. So he's almost certainly a trade-up prospect? Probably a trade-up. Okay. But maybe he could fall, but probably okay. not. Okay. Um, you talk about the shooting impact, mostly catch and shoot. It seems like not necessarily a dynamic offensive player. Yeah. Um, but forty five percent on spot up threes this year gets really red hot. And here's the things that I think that that I talk from from my look at him from the corners. He's especially good, mm-hmm. which is obviously in the NBA. If you're going to be a low usage player, you're going to be in the corner a lot. That's his. Those are his spots, both corners. And then the other thing is. He's a really smart player. I think mean, Kansas players are like this, kind of like Villanova, this or that, especially yeah. when they're four-year players. You kind of learn the nuances of getting open off ball, and he seems to be a, a guy that knows how to move to get open. Like Clay thompson S just kind of knows how to like shuffle and when to get to the corner and when to get to the mm-hmm. wing or what have you. He knows his game, too. He knows what he's good at. He knows what he's bad at. He doesn't try to force the issue that much, at least from my, what I could see. Like He knows that he's probably spotting up from three or – you know, trying to get to the rim, not really much else uh, with Abaji. And I think if you're the Nuggets, you like that. Like You you don't want a guy who's still trying to uh, discover his game. <laughs> <laughs> Bones and Abaji. Oh, we're already going there. <laughs> Off the bench? <laughs> Off the bench, it sounds. I mean, it's kind of a cool-sounding uh, backcourt here. Yeah. Uh, all right, what else? 
strengths here? Well, I think his defense is the other big thing other than the shooting. And that's, I think, the number one characteristic that the Nuggets are going to look for, defense. Like, they need guys who are smart defenders, who can defend on the perimeter, who have really good defensive awareness. And I think Abaji fits that mold. And, like you mentioned, he's been a four-year player at Kansas. He... Like you don't become a four-year guy at Kansas and play the type of minutes that he did in the type of high-leverage games that he did without being just a really sound player. Right. So he's he's super solid. Uh, I don't think he has the upside of definitely a Sohan or some of the guys that we're going to talk about over the next couple of weeks. But um, he's solid. He, he's low maintenance. I'd say. Yeah. You know what you're going to get. It's funny because some of the stuff we look at when we talk about 3 and D, the defense part is, here is the interesting one, and the, some of the physical traits. Like, he's 6'5". I think he has this very similar dimensions to Malik Beasley. Yeah, I think I, he, yeah, I, I think he's kind of got the same body to him. And, like, Malik Beasley was very, like, ripped. You could tell he cared about his body. Abaji mm-hmm. looks the same to me. He, he's a pretty muscular guy. You know, you could tell he's been in the weight room. He knows his yeah. way around the weight room. Um, and he's also really athletic, as I'm sure we'll get to. The defensive part of it, I mean, he's not... Malik Beasley on the defensive end, but he's also not Marcus Smart there. Like he seems to me more like a guy who can go, who's not going to be a negative on defense, but he's also probably not going to guard Damian Lillard and shut him down. Why should Kyrie Irving one on one and shut him down? Yeah, probably not. I, I don't think he's regarded as like the one of the elite defenders of this draft, but I think he's de- it's definitely a big plus for him. Definitely yeah. a big plus, and he's got an okay frame. I mean, if he was six seven, yeah. Could be going lottery, yeah. But he's six five, six ten wingspan. So the measurables are okay. For, they're for okay. Two, they're kind of average. Like they're yeah. not. You're not losing anything there. That's yeah. what Jamal Murray's measurables are. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, I, I like him. I, I like him. I feel like he's a safe pick, and whoever gets him is probably going to have like a Chris Duarte impact in his rookie year. I would think. And it's funny when you think about you know where the nuggets are right now he's probably not a lottery ticket in terms of like oh my god you found another bones highland like bones highland to me is another lottery ticket because he's so dynamic yeah his his lows are maybe or his concerns coming into the draft were lower although i think many of those concerns have already sort of been you know like the there are no longer concerns but at least you could understand why people would say frame or this or that for for him there's probably fewer of those i do wonder like does he have the tons of upside but we'll get to into some of that here too the other piece you haven't talked about, though, he's in a, kind of an above-the-rim player. Like mm-hmm. he, like Malik Beasley in that he's pretty explosive. For 6'5", I know Kansas would run some plays for him specifically as a lob threat, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's like a big-time you know athlete or this or that, but he is a guy that is comfortable getting up and getting above the rim. Yeah, definitely. And look, I think anytime you can add some athleticism and a guy with that kind of length to your perimeter, that's going to be good. Right. Um, I'm, I don't know, it's definitely a plus with him. The other thing that I think is maybe most intrigued, and I'll, and you can kind of tell from how I'm steering this conversation, is I'm kind of I like this guy actually. Quite I a bit. like him too. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of into it. He's a really good cutter, like yeah. a really good cutter. And some of this is when you are an explosive one foot and two foot jumper, like those cuts get maximized. But he also just seems to have that understanding for how to move and how to keep mm-hmm. going. So. One of the things that I think is tough is he's so athletic, he's, he's got all these things, is we keep thinking, like, man, that would work really well with Jokic. Like, you put him in, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, like, oh, he, he's good because he's probably not going to dribble a whole lot. He's probably much more of a catch it in my open go, if not, get it back and keep the ball moving, and he knows how to cut through. He knows how to play that. 
The thing is, is I don't know if he's good enough to be the guy, especially anytime soon, that is the starting two. And so how often would he find himself alongside a Murray and a Jokic? I don't know. So you almost more have to think, does he fit with a Bones? And does he fit with whatever else you're going to go there? And that's where you're like, I don't know, maybe you need a little bit more playmaking out of your two. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And I I don't know how you can go into a draft and think about how a guy would fit with your bench you know that, do that, you? that's tough no i, I well, think that's I think tough to do though it is i think that's the tough benches, to do. benches change a lot the yeah. starting lineup price yeah. not gonna change too much i mean can he be a starting level player in the nba i think he could in the same way kcp is a starter right. in the league like that's gonna be his type of role is he so, as good of a defender as kcp yeah i think it could be really okay how good of a defender is kcp uh 80th percentile defender? Um, He's an 80th percentile defender, meaning not 80th percentile of all players. He's higher than that. But of guys that are considered defenders, he's okay. probably an 80th percentile. Yeah. I think Abaji, there's a chance he could get there. Is it likely? Maybe not, but he's got a chance. Uh, the IQ that you said is definitely spot on, though. Like He just knows how to play. He knows how to move. He knows when to cut. He knows when he should shoot. Like he just knows how to play the game. That's something you really like if you're the Nuggets and you want a guy to maybe contribute early on. Do we know anything else about you know some of the behind-the-scenes stuff? Like what, what kind of leader is he or character guy is he, teammate, any of those types of things? I don't. I would just say that the fact that he comes from Kansas and was a leader of that team, a four-year starter for the most part, and – has all the accolades that he does. I, I would be pretty surprised if there was anything uh, surprising on the background. Okay. Yeah. So overall, we think he's going to go a little bit sooner than 21, so he would maybe be more of a trade-up candidate or a guy that, as we're watching the draft, like, oh, look, Abachi's falling a little bit. He might be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would be more of that candidate. Would you trade up for him? Um, Probably not. Yeah. Probably not, unless it was like a future second or something. If it was just something that was non-consequential, mm. like am I trading Monte Morris to right, get him? Right. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Like no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So there you go. I think he's probably out of reach, but I'm really intrigued by him. And it's another one of these. One of the things about the draft is when you go through the draft, one, you never know who's going to fall on draft night. Yeah. So you like to be prepared. But two, it's always nice to kind of research these guys coming into the league because they're going to end up being the guys three, four years from now. There was a great graphic I saw the other day of like the 2017 draft. And I think there was 10 players that are still with the team. Mm. Two of them are That's on the crazy. Nuggets. <laughs> Two of them, Vlaco Chanchar and Monte Morris, both drafted wow. by the Nuggets, still with the Nuggets. But outside of that, you could go through the entire 60 players pick, and almost all of them have already either out the league or have been traded already at least once, which is just crazy. Th- that is a really important piece. And if you talk to front offices, they'll be like, yeah, we want to scout everybody. So we know what all these guys are about for two or three years down the line when we're trying to trade for one of them right. or sign one of them as a free agent. Tim Conley always talked about when he got Will Barton, they liked him in the draft that year, but he right. went to Portland, but he right. kept tabs on him. And when the time came for a possibility that he could get Barton in that Aaron Aflalo trade, he pulled the trigger because he had done the work on Barton and he thought there was something there, and, and sure enough, there was. Man, this is crazy. If we go back to just 2017, which, again, is five years ago. It's not like it's that long. You got Markel Fultz, 
traded. Lonzo Ball traded. Jason Tatum still there. Josh Jackson traded. De'Aaron Fox still there, which is funny. Like you think of all the stability, of all the guys Sacramento, that would still De'Aaron be Fox there. Is still there. Uh, Jonathan Isaac also still there. Although a large part of that is that he got injured and just yeah. hasn't. He's just he's just there. You can't not, trade. Not him. really playing. He's just there though. Lowry Marketing traded. Frank Nikitilakina traded. Dennis Smith traded. Zach Collins traded. So you go through the top ten, and we had three of them that were still uh, with the team. That's just the nature of the beast here. Why don't we? Is there anything else you want to say on Abaji? Yeah. Uh, former soccer player, okay. and um, yeah, that's it. Like he just grew up playing soccer, uh, like the way yeah. I was. Well, he was short. I think he was short when he was younger, and then he grew a bunch between his freshman and junior year. Okay, and kind of came onto the scene then. So, bit of a late bloomer. And he's Nigerian. I think he's Nigerian. Moved to Milwaukee. He grew up here. He grew up in uh, Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. his, his dad is from Nigeria. His mom played basketball at Wisconsin. So there you go. Well, there you go. All righty. Should we hit our first break? Let's do it. All right, let's hit a break. On the other side, though, we are going to get to who's up next for us. So so Sohan. 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 Dang it. <laughs> so tough. Oh, let's see what we got here. Evoca TV. Guys, if you're not set up with Evoca TV. The homies. Yet, what are you doing? You're, you're just wasting time. Get set up with Ivaca TV now so you're set for the Nuggets and Avs season next year. I mean, the Avs are still playing right now, but you know what I mean. Uh, go to Ivaca.tv slash DNVR. If you use the promo code DNVR, you're going to get $10 off your first three months. That's only $15 a month for those first three months, plus a receiver, no contracts, no hidden fees. They're not, not going to hike up the price on you or anything like that. Uh, they've got Altitude Sports. They got AT&T Sportsnet, so you can watch the Rockies. They've got a bunch of other national channels as well. Go to evaca.tv slash DNVR. If you use the promo code DNVR, you're going to get $10 off your first three months. Also at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, are you ready for uh, the NBA champs to be crowned, Adam? Are you ready? <laughs> or, so, or, or are you ready for the season to be over? We did this one earlier. That's what I said. I said, I'm not ready for that, but I am ready for it to be over. Um, join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers right now can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Check out DraftKings Same Game Parlays. You can parlay player props, game props, team props, whatever you want. Turn a small bet into a big payday with their same game parlays. Make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We also got to do a DraftKings pick of the week. <laughs> we got to do one. Okay. It's that time. It is that it's time. It's Thursday. Oh, you got it ready. You're firing up the app. Fired it up, ready to take a look here. What are we looking at? Can I tell you one that I think is a, a good one? And it comes from my uh, courtesy of our friend and uh, handicapping expert, RK. What's up? Kale McCarr to win the Conn Smythe. I think it's like plus 175 right now. That's the MVP of the uh, finals. Of the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. He's going to do The Avs are going to win. He will so be the guy that wins gonna it. So it's not going to be McKinnon? It's not gonna, they're going to put two on McKinnon. <laughs> Can you even do that in yes, hockey? You I don't even on, know. <laughs> that's what they're going to do. They're going to overload on McKinnon. Box and one on McKinnon? They're going to box and one him. 
And you're going to have it wide Triangle open. Triangle and two on McKinnon. And as I also learned earlier today, you can maybe, if you want to, sprinkle a little on Miko Rantanen as well, who has had, you know. Wow. He, he's this, is, this is some he's insight. Due. They're doubling McKinnon. Hockey guy the over here, Stanley man. Cup I'm telling you, they are. This is how you do it. We doubled uh, wow. McDavid. Kel, tell the man. He doesn't know how to talk hockey like I do. He doesn't. Yeah. I didn't know doubling think, was a thing. Well, you think this is like illegal defense in hockey <laughs> or something? Like you have to like I just it? never really thought about it. I don't so you got one guy so great, you're going to double him, man. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. Kel yeah. McCarr also just like, what, what's he averaging? Five points right now per game? I mean, he's yeah. incredible. He's awesome. He's great. Uh, all right. Jeremy Sohan. That's better, yeah. Did I get it right? Sohan, Sohan. Sohan, same thing. tomato, potato. All right. Um, what, what can you tell me about him? So Jeremy Sohan, six foot nine forward out of Baylor, age nineteen. He's a projected lottery pick. This is a definite trade up guy. This is a guy who, if you're in love with, like you would make a, a play to trade up. Um, you'd have to give us something substantial. But I'm actually kind of falling in, in love with Jeremy Sohan. Um, he's a freshman. I just finished his freshman season at Baylor. Came off the bench in every game except one. But he's really, really intriguing. He kind of reminds you of Aaron Gordon, actually. His strengths on and off ball defense, you can make a case that he's the best and most versatile defender in this draft. Mm. Maybe him or Jabari Smith, who's probably going to go number one. He's just an incredible defender on ball, off ball. He can guard one through five. He can guard on the perimeter. He can bang down low. He can rebound. Also, high basketball IQ, super athletic, and he's got some playmaking upside as well. The weaknesses, his jump shot is definitely a weakness right now. Just watching him, I think it can be good if he just puts in some more work. It's not like his form is broken or anything. He also gets a little out of control at times, takes some takes some questionable shots, a, a bit of a risk taker, but um, he gets out to the open floor, and this dude is fun. Um, I'm I'm really, really liking him, but he's probably going to be gone before the Nuggets. We got to cover all our bases, though, you know, in case something happens. But um, really, really intriguing, like a 6'9 playmaking forward. Baylor, another one that's produced some good players over the last, you know, decade or so. Another one I just kind of look to. Um, what? How tall is he? Give me the measurements. Six foot nine. So he's a forward. I mean, he's like a yeah. power forward. He's he, he's kind of Aaron Gordon. He's a four, but he pl Aaron Gordon played the three for most of this year. What's interesting about that? So I like the idea of being a guy that has some playmaking chops. I like, uh, uh, you know, if you're not going to be able to shoot the ball really well, but you can defend on and off ball, you got to be able to do something else at a high level. Yeah. Like Aaron Gordon, he he is a good passer. Like he kind of surprises me, but I wouldn't call him a playmaker. I would stop no. shoulder that. I would say that he has. If you broke down Aaron Gordon's game, you would say you know good on ball defender in particular, off ball defender. He needs to get better there. Um, and then as a, like, keep the ball moving, can he make the extra pass? Can he surprise you every now and then? Yes, but I wouldn't call him a playmaker. But he does punish his man on switches. Like, that's one of the values to him. Mm -hmm. It sounds like this guy's more of a playmaker, maybe less of a scorer. Yeah, I mean, he averaged 9.2 points per game last season. That's Only really low. Like, we talked about... Played 25 minutes. He was coming off the bench, like I said. Yeah. Um, yeah, he... I'm telling you, man, he really reminds me of Gordon. Like, he'll grab and go off a rebound dribble it up the floor and just like go all the way to the rim or pass it off. So he, he can definitely handle the ball, push it up the court. And um, yeah, he's just really versatile. He can switch one through five. Like I said, he's got a seven foot wingspan, pretty good measurables. He's athletic. He can jump. He's just so disruptive and defensively is just where you get really excited about him when he's guarding the ball, when he's one or two passes away, he can like, 
he, he has a knack for if his guy's posting up, he'll slip around him and deflect the ball and get a steal. He can pick off passes that try to skip across the defense. Um, just defensively, just the upside is through the roof, I think. It's interesting because I was just about to prepare to say that because production does matter a little bit. A lot of times, especially when you're trying to extrapolate, you say, like, he can't. We think he can do this. We think he can do this. And nine points per game or whatever seems low. But I just looked it up per 40 minutes, almost identical to Aaron Gordon's rookie season as well, or freshman season. So I think about 0.9 points per 40 minutes less. Yeah. And uh, there have been guys who have come off the bench in college recently and been pretty high draft picks. And. <clears throat> Sorry. And uh <laughs> what do you oh got going God. on here? Well, we don't know what that is, but you can go ahead and take I a drink of it. it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, do it live. Um no, there have been guys who have come off the bench in uh, college a lot and have been right. taken pretty high in the draft. Devin Booker. And have been fine picks. So yeah. I don't think a guy and also like he was a freshman on a good Baylor team. Right. Yeah, that was Baylor another was component good. here. So I'm also looking sort of here just through it right now, um, and you, he's the guy you mentioned is Polish-American, but spent most of his life in, in the U.S., I, I assume? Yeah, so his mom is Polish. He grew up in England, but then moved here for high school. He's also got some experience. Thank you, Kale. He's also got some experience playing internationally. Like He played on <laughs> Poland's U16 national team. He won the MVP at the 2019 FIBA U16 Euro Championships for Poland as well. Mm-hmm. He just played for the Polish national team at the 2022 Eurobasket qualifiers over the last couple of years. Any idea who he went up against there? Like, because again, that's really young. You're talking about 16 yeah, years he, old. He's, he was the youngest player to ever play for Poland. Wow. Not internationally. Eh, yeah. That's pretty interesting. Well, there you go. Fits a little bit, I guess, with the international feel here. Um, even if he did grow up, where was it? Indiana? Is that where he grew up? You just said Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. Indiana. No, Indiana. 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 Yeah. So, um, all right. I'm intrigued. I mean, but top 10, what does it take to get up to that zone? I mean, you're, I don't think Monte Morrison gets that done. No, nah, it'd be like Monte Morrison at first. Look, well, Monte, that's what I mean. Monte Morris and 21. Yeah. That gets you up. You think, uh, maybe to like the late lottery so if he falls 13, to like 13 14. if he falls to 13 14 yeah. he might be able to pull it off no, that like i said earlier like he is a guy who you trade up for if you just absolutely love him yeah. if he's your guy yeah you you make a bold move to trade up for him do i think he is the nuggets guy probably not but i think he might be my guy like i, I really really like him really yeah that much you're ready to give the the harrison win stamp of approval I really, really intrigued. Really intrigued. Is the idea though, and here's another interesting one. You start to go into Denver's in win now mode. Is he a win now piece? That's the thing. That's the thing. He is super young. He's 19 years old. He was a one and done at Baylor. I don't think he's as far off from contributing to winning basketball that most one and done guys are. I think he's got a more mature game than most one and done guys do. That being said, like, can can you count on him the same way you can count on Abaji for minutes next season? Probably not. Probably not. He's probably a little further away. But I, I do think he's further along than your typical one and done. Does prospect. he cannibalize Zignaji? <sighs> yeah. 
So that maybe is the trade there is you're looking at a, a Monte Zeke because combo he, or something. I mean, if you're what's out. what's Zeke really good at? Shooting and yeah. defense. Yeah, perimeter defense. S- Sohan is a better defender, I think. Okay. Um, shooting though, Zeke Naji is an elite shooter. Sohan is not a good shooter right now, but. I think if it had to come down to it, yeah, it would probably cannibalize him. Okay. That's a good question. Um, it's funny, man. The statistical profile with Aaron Gordon really is like almost I identical. know, right? That's and I swear to God, when you watch him, you're like, this is Aaron Gordon. Moves like him. Yeah. Kind of, that's interesting. Um, that's a good player. I do wonder just about the timeline of it all, like a, a good defensive player, a good defensive piece. It's funny when you think about the young guys who have made championship impacts – and we've gone through these, the like Tyler heroes, and mm-hmm. you know, like this that. I'm trying to think of an example of a great defensive player that has made a, a real immediate impact on a championship team. I mean, we've had him. Scotty Barnes is an all around player, and, and they're also not a championship team. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if there's a good fact, you know, like good. I mean, comp I'm just there. going through the finals matchups as mm-hmm. of late. Yeah. Boston. I mean, like Grant Williams. These guys. The thing, I keep thinking of Grant Williams, and they're different. Like Grant Williams is a different yeah. type of player, but it's you know it's been a couple of years for him to kind of come along. Yeah, yeah. I way. mean, it just doesn't happen that often where you have a rookie. In theory, who's this young. In theory, do they? You don't think you could play them together with Zeke Naji and So Sohan? A three-four combo or four-five even combo? I, I think you could because Sohan could act as the five in that scenario. Really, he's more of a five than Zeke. Yeah, I would just say that because he doesn't have the shooting component and he's a better rebounder than Zeke, I think. So I see him comped to Ben Simmons and Draymond Green that's and Aaron Gordon. What's that's in- interesting. Well, what's interesting about it is Aaron Gordon is not the guy you would run an offense through. Draymond Green is if you have Steph Curry or this or that. And he's pretty like Draymond Green is a good sort of point forward other than the fact that he can't score. Ben Simmons is, though. Is there any like he could be both a secondary playmaker alongside Bones, but also a defensive big? I mean, maybe I didn't see him that way. Okay, but that's interesting. Yeah, I saw him more as a big than a guy who's handling the ball a lot. He's got a good handle, but maybe like not like a point guard. It's handle. fine. Yeah, yeah. he okay. can he can grab and go and dribble up the floor and make a pass. Like Aaron Gordon has a good handle, but he yeah. doesn't have a point guard's handle. Right. Yeah, he's got an Aaron Gordon handle. Okay, he's got Aaron Gordon handle. All right, I'm gonna give him. I'm intrigued. Sounds out of reach, but you never know. Maybe it is. <laughs> I would say this: if that was the move to trade up and trade real pieces, they would be like, "Wow, that's a that's a Calvin Booth move." Calvin Booth is putting his stamp. On yeah, the he's putting a stamp right on now. this draft. That's not a Tim Conley. I don't think would do this one. When was the last time the Nuggets traded up in the draft? I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah, you'd have to go back before this era. Well. You can't really you count. bought second rounders. You can't really count, count the Hampton one because they traded back into the first round to get right. that pick. Has Tim Conley ever traded up? Yeah, because there is a difference between trading four versus trading up. Like the R.J. Hampton one, they traded to get an extra pick. Yeah, they didn't trade a later pick to move up or whatever. So yeah, I don't think I don't think they have. Um, all righty, should we hit the break and then on, and get to our last one on the other side? Yeah, let's do it. All right, EJ Liddell coming up for you. That's the guy who's most likely going to be available when when Denver's picking out of these three. The American Raptors, they play at Infinity Park in Glendale. It's the place to be June 11th through June 18th, starting uh, this weekend, it looks like. Join us as four rugby teams from across North and South America clash on the pitch. 
Argentina and Uruguay take on the American Raptors and Vancouver Ravens in this two weekend international rugby event. Uh, so for this event, adult tickets are $10 and kids 12 and under are free. If you want tickets, if you want more information, go to infinity park at glendale.com experience rugby at its finest at infinity park with the American Raptors. Also, you still taking your athletic greens? Adam? You know, I am. Of course my wife are. is. <laughs> I told you she stole them. She takes them, but she does swear by them. Yeah. Um, well, Athletic Greens, they have a product that I, I still use every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted just more energy in my life and, and optimize immune system. And I also hated taking pills and vitamins. I hate taking that stuff. I would just m much rather take the Athletic Greens mix just in the morning, get it out of the way, get it done with. Uh, athletic Greens... One delicious scoop of, of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And it's also lifestyle-friendly. Athletic Greens is great for whatever diet you are on. If you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, no matter what you eat, what diet you stick to, Athletic Greens is good with that. Uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So, guys, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So all you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash nuggets, athleticgreens.com slash nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, back here, final segment. Yeah. And we're talking about EJ Liddell, no relationship to Chuck Liddell or Mike Liddell, <laughs> I'm told. Thankfully. Yeah. Um, so this is the guy I was just looking up on. I, I have all these different, like when we do these shows, like mock drafts or what have you, Kevin O'Connor, um, has him 21st to Denver. Oh, interesting. So, so there you go. And I love this, the uh, shades of, right? You never want to say he's a true comp. It's a shades of, yeah, right? Yeah. Paul Millsap. Well, he's 100% right. Um, EJ Liddell is Paul Millsap 2.0. He's only 6'5 and a half, though. He's 6'7. All right. Yeah, that might That'd be, be in shoes or something. Yeah, 6'7 yeah. in shoes. Uh, he's got a long wingspan as well. Let me see if I can find it here. 6'11 wingspan, it's on there, beautiful. There, yeah. oh, look at those draft cards, at, man. They are beautiful graphics, man. You know I hate to compliment Eric, right but I, sometimes I do. Yeah. Uh, but EJ Liddell, yes, his draft range is middle first. He could definitely be available at 21. A lot of mocks have him going in you know, the early 20s right now. Uh, he's a junior out of Ohio State, a six foot seven forward, 21 years old. He is a ridiculous shot blocker. Um his, really? his block percentage is off the charts. He had an 8.5 block percentage last season. That like blows Tari Eason's block percentage out of the water. Really? Like he blocks a ton of shots and he's a really versatile defender. He flirted with coming out of the draft and uh declaring last year. He went back to school, became a more versatile defender, and has improved his stock. But um defense, shot blocking, motor. He also projects as a good shooter as well. So there's a lot to like about EJ Liddell. And the Paul Millsap comp is 100% right. 
So Paul Millsap to me, I mean, he's a good help side defender. He's not a good shot blocker. I mean, he could like right. Yeah. Is, so do you know this? Honestly, this is like a real specific question. But like Paul Millsap is a shot blocker in that he meets people at the top, and it's the block that you like fight for. And then there's the like Dwight Howard where you block it out of the air into the state. Like, does he? Is he at a that type of rim protector? A volleyball? Slot? He has some violent blocks. He has some violent blocks. Yeah, some okay. blocks that go against the backboard and bounce out to the three point like line. all of Jokic's blocks could be categorized as steals yeah, yeah. steal block like, yeah. whatever you know 50 50 just switch off <laughs> uh, but no he has some explosive blocks okay I, I mean is he like a super athlete that's what's interesting I'm just looking at these measurables even at six seven I'm like okay that's you know he's not short but he's not big he's you're playing in the big 10 a you got sneaky some big athlete he, he's a sneaky athlete yeah. um the reason I put Paul Millsap as the comp is because you watch him on offense and he plays a lot like Paul Millsap. He's kind of got an old school game, an old man game, <laughs> likes to operate out of the post, Kay. likes to, you know, put his guy in the mix from the mid range, jab step, really uh, shot fake, get to the rim, but he's really efficient. I mean, he shot yeah. 48% from the field, 37 and a half percent from three, 76.5% from the line. He's going to be a good shooter at the next level. He rebounds really well too. He's definitely more of a four five than a three four though. Um, really? Yeah. A six seven four five. Yeah. Okay. He, so he's, he's, a, he's weird. He's, sto man. he's stocky and strong and all right. Yeah. Uh, but he does have a six eleven wingspan and get this a thirty eight inch max vert. Okay. Okay. He's 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 just a, a unique prospect, I think. And that uh, makes him a little interesting. So I know another thing that I'm seeing here on all these different ones, great motor, that he yep. just plays extremely hard and he doesn't really tire, which for guys like honestly, when you talk about the body type, the Paul Millsap S body type, a lot of times your motor guys are like a Kenneth Fareed or Montrez Harrell. They like have this like explosive body mm -hmm. or something when you're a bit of a more of a, a he's not stocky. I'm just saying he's not like a skinny waisted guy. Um you know, seeing that, like, that's kind of interesting to me. That's a, like a, a football, a linebacker with a great motor. Yeah, he's just classic Big Ten guy. He's yeah. <laughs> a classic Big Ten guy. You're, you're classic <laughs> Big Ten big man. Um, chiseled, uh, experienced, tough, strong chin. So, you know, if you were to say, like, who who is probably advocating most in that building for this guy, who would you say? Oh, Calvin Booth. You think Calvin Booth this is a Calvin Booth guy? Well, I feel like Calvin Booth probably sees a little of himself in E.G. Ladone. I, <laughs> I like the idea that every front office person just drafts themselves. I don't know. <laughs> just I have no idea. Why, who do you think? I was thinking Michael Malone. He almost okay. sounds more of like yeah. a tough, yeah. hard-nosed, plays hard, does going to do the block shots, you know, yeah. dive on the floor kind of guy. I could see that for sure. Uh, he's definitely going to play hard. He's definitely going to bring it defensively. He, he knows how to play. He's not going to make a ton of mistakes. Here's an interesting note on Liddell. Ohio State played Duke at the very beginning of the season. He held Paolo Bancaro to 14 points on 4-14 shooting in a win over Duke at the beginning of the season. It was one of his best defensive games of the year. and That really, I think, put him on the radar of scouts and being like, oh, we saw this guy last year. He went back to school, and he's way better this right. year. And that's the thing. When a player goes back to school – 
oftentimes there's a reason, right? Like, and for him, there was two things. One of them was perimeter defense. Like you're more of an interior defender, go out and become more of an both versatile defender. And then the other one was his three point shot. And some of this is just linear. Like the difference between a 20 and 21 year old is big. So some of this you kind of expect, but if you look at the three point shot, you know, he goes from taking basically 2.8 per game and shooting 34% to all of a sudden taking 3.8 per game and shooting 37.5%. That's a noticeable, that's a big increase in attempts and a big increase in percentage. And that kind of follows a three year trend. So I look at that and it's small enough sample sizes. Um, you know, we're talking about a total of 123 threes. Like college is the thing that's hard about scouting college is the sample sizes are low. Mm-hmm. But it's a noticeable enough jump that you think, okay, you went back to do that. Both of those things you said you were going to do, you proved one, you know, the defense against some of the league's best sort of like perimeter forwards and then or the the NCAAs and then the shooting. You see it in the numbers reflected of, okay, he's become a better three point shooter. Yeah, you love the improvement year to year, but there's also not one year where there's an outlier. You see that with a lot of guys where. Oh, they were a 20% three-point shooter as a freshman. Then they were a 42% three-point shooter as a sophomore. Then they went back down to 33% as a junior. What kind of shooter is that guy really? EJ Liddell, he goes from 19% to 34% to 37.5%. It's linear. It's, It's pretty much what you would expect year over year over year. And really all his stats went up pretty linear. Even his field goal percentage. 46.5 46.5 to 47.5 to 49. Right. There, there's not like a big jump where you look at it, look at it and you say, okay, is, is there some noise here? Is this not really who he is? Uh, he steadily improved every single season. And then what about I, – I know like some of the basketball IQ stuff, they say he's a good, not great passer, but he's good enough if he's not your primary. He can kind of keep a system moving. He's smart, knows how to play. So I like those things, but – is he a project? Does he play for the Nuggets next year if they took him at 21? He's definitely more the more one of the more NBA ready guys in this range, I think. So, and then the, the question I asked was we go through all of these forwards, him and Zeke Naji, are they compatible alongside each other? <sighs> That's tough. They're they're like different players in a sense. If if Zeke Naji could be a 5. I still have hope, have hope that he could be a 5. I, I still believe that he can develop into, you know, a better rebounder, just more of a, a natural five. I think he. I, I'm holding out hope that he could. Then there's the fit there, but I mean, E.J. Liddell is pretty much a four, like a four, and that might be it. He's not a three. He's not a five. I don't think. Yeah, mm. I don't think. I mean, he, is that a big knock on him? I haven't really seen that, but I would think so. Jermichael Green is kind of this, yeah. right? Like Jermichael Green. He's a four. He's definitely not a five. He's not a three. Right. Yeah. I think EJ Liddell is definitely a four. It's about it. And then the three-point shot. I mean, improvement every year, young enough, but I don't think like a natural knockdown. No, he's not going to be Zeke, but I think he'll be a plus shooter. But a plus shooter. Yeah. Maybe from the corners. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I don't know how I feel about this guy, especially it's funny, man. This is like um, always, you know, you ever used to watch the show House Hunters back in the day and they'd show the one that's like well below their market. Like we have one million to spend. You show them the lower, lower. Then you show them the 1.5 million. They're like oh, yeah. It has everything. We've done a lot of the $1.5 million houses. Like where's he going? Eighth. Like, well, all right. <laughs> yep. This is where we're like, what's in the range? And it's, I'm not underwhelmed. I'm, he's intriguing, but I'm just, it's a little bit more where when I think about 
how is this next guy the Nuggets bring in going to get opportunity? How is he going to develop? And I look at that and I go, I don't know if he's a piece that helps you win a championship next year. And if he's not, that means he's behind, likely, the guys that are already on the roster, including Azik Naji. Yeah. And, and so even developmentally, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm really firm on this. I don't think you ever want to draft for need. I, like, I, I really don't. Even when, when you're a good team like the Nuggets are, even when you're a contender, I really think you just want to take yeah. the best player available unless you know that player is like a center. Here's, the th- here's, the, here's where I'll disagree with you because I agree if it's like we only need one thing and we're drafting for that one. Denver needs versatile defenders. So I do feel like one way you're going to find those is in the draft. So it's not that you just need you're finding the one. It's that you need to bring guys in that can build around. Like if you think about it, I think Jamal Murray's here for more than one or two years. I think he's here for at least three years. I think Jokic is here for at least three years. So now you're starting to think it's you're drafting for need for those guys, mm-hmm. even though it's not a specific one spot. You're just hey, does he fit that? Kind of, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. He might, he might be more of an Aaron Gordon replacement down the line. Yeah. Not a bad thing to have. It's just it's it's a lot a little bit of ways away. All right. So for these three guys, how would you rank them? Uh, so Sohan for sure. Sohan and then Abaji, I think, and then Liddell. Um, and that's probably the order they're slated to go in in the draft. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything crazy there. I mean, I think it's pretty clear in in my opinion. Are you excited if you get Liddell? Are you like? Are you pretty pumped for the next year? No. Okay. No. Does he fit with bones? Sure. He can, <laughs> he can pick and pop. He can bang inside. Yeah. Yeah. Is Darrell Arthur like the C version of Paul Millsap? Oh, Darrell Arthur. Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, probably. <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> I've never thought about that one before. Darrell Arthur is a power forward. Yes, that was a guy that was like a one position. He's not a five. He's he's definitely not a three. And I love Darrell. Yeah, friend Uh, of the show. uh, Another note, though, these are three of seven guys that I looked at pretty in depth on the DNVR.com right now. The article just posted this morning, so these are three of the guys I looked at. But in total, there's seven of them here, and they all kind of fit the prototype: Uh, two, three, four, who can defend. Yeah. Uh, so there's a bunch of other intriguing ones. I'm sure we'll talk about these guys later on. But Dale and Terry, who we also talked about already on the show, is on that list. Uh, Christian Braun out of Kansas is on that list. Wendell Moore, who the Nuggets brought in for a workout, is on that list as well. Those three guys, definitely a target at 21 or right past 21. There you go. But there's some other guys that you guys can read up on on uh, thednvr.com right now if you want some more uh, some more options all righty guys that does it for today's show i want to remind you harrison just told you he's writing all these great profiles on this it's a great way if you become a member it's a great way for you to be able to follow and prepare yourself for the draft and also right now guys i'm extremely proud of the abs coverage that we've had right now in the run-up to the, the <laughs> yeah. stanley cup like if you go back and look at this aj and rudo are two guys that have been covering this team this abs team with passion the same way we've been covering the nuggets that predates dnvr like rudo has videos up on youtube of him at like 18 years old talking about this team you know like from 
from way back then, AJ's been on this uh, right on the mark with this team the same way where one day we hope the Nuggets to be in the finals and us to tell you, hey, we were there the night Yoke was drafted. We've been covering this team and telling you guys about it since then. They've been that way for the Avs, and I'm telling you, nobody else has. The way they have covered them every single day, they've done a great job. That Avs community is absolutely incredible, um, and they, they do some incredible written coverage. So if you've been on the fence about becoming a DNVR member, this is a great time because the Avs are making this a moment in time in the city of Denver that I think Denver sports fans are always going to remember. Um, so you're going to want to check that out. Hit that like button on the way out, everybody. We'll see you later.